0: make your winning move today and bet at my bookie use promo code gators and claim your deposit match redeemable up to a thousand dollars bet anything anytime anywhere with my bookie. gators breakdown because there's never a dull moment in gator nation The Gators Breakdown Podcast is ready to go. I'm your host David Waters. You can find me on social media at GatorDave underscore SEC and a little probably shorter episode again. Just news flying in hot and heavy there for the Gators late on Saturday. Get a commitment. They're eight from the transfer portal and DJ Douglas defensive back from Tulane. So of course we'll get into that. I was waiting on possibly another commitment. So that's why I didn't go live Saturday. Waited as late as I could. And this decided, all right, I'll I'll wait on Sunday. We'll kind of catch up with the weekend news as well. So if you're joining me live here on Sunday evening, I guess. (laughs) Uh, There we go. Waiting for that first wave of NFL games to uh, to, to, to fly by there. But... um, you know, a little bit of news over the weekend to kind of get you caught up through the weekend, Monday morning, if you're listening to this on your way to work or whatever on the on a Monday morning, but kind of get you caught up from the, the weekend's news here, uh, but highlighted by the commitment, eighth of the transfer portal, of course, one more time from DJ Douglas there from Tulane. So we'll get into all that, and I'm going to Kind of go back and look at the top targets that we're all talking about. I see the, the names in the chat of uh, all the top portal targets. Some were in town this weekend, some last week as well. Plenty to get into on this episode of Gators Breakdown. I'm going to bring it to you quickly uh, as I can, get you back on your day. And, I mean, go back and listen to previous episodes, too, if you haven't done so yet, with all the news coming in uh, from the transfer portal there for the Gators. Who's leaving the Gators? Who's coming in, of course? Kind of um, been the the theme, of course. Uh, the last few episodes of Gators Breakdown. So before we get there, hit that like button, subscribe to Gators Breakdown if you haven't done so yet. And of course, the conversation, keep it on, keep it on there on the Gators Breakdown Plus Discord. Get access to that. Link is in the description to Gators Breakdown Plus. Extra episodes, ad-free episodes, all those chats we have on Discord. I'll be doing another one this coming up week as well uh, for a chat episode. So if you want to take part in those, become a Gators Breakdown Plus member. Link is in The description there. So, of course. All right. You know how we do it. Let's do it one more time. Gator Nation. Let's go. We got to commit. And that is, of course, DJ Douglas. Defensive back. Mainly thought to be a safety. Right here from Tulane. Transferred to Tulane, of course, in 2021. uh, From Alabama. Spent two years at Alabama as a walk-on. Played in 36 games since the 2021 season. Contributing 78 tackles, four interceptions in his career, seven passes defended. uh, This past season, accounted for 54 total tackles and three interceptions. So, of course, playing at Tulane, and you know we're watching the Gator games every weekend. Of course, so if you've really maybe dive into the uh, two lane. Okay, good for you. But if not, we'll, got, we'll we'll use PFF here to go a little deeper. As I said, I know they're kind of polarizing a bit if you agree with their ratings or whatever. But hey, look, if to, to find out a little more about a player, we'll use some pro football focus numbers here. And look, they give him an overall grade of 70.7, a 75.1. 90 is about the high highest you get for, for, from a lot of these uh, pro football focus, especially uh, at this position group but 70.7 overall PFF grade for Douglas, 75.1 coverage grade, 60.5 run defense grade, a 72.2 pass rush grade. The worrisome part a little bit here, tackling grade of 48.1. So if you look at Jordan Castell, he had a, a tackling grade of 77. Miguel Mitchell, who transferred out, we know about his tackling issues at Florida, he had a PFF grade of 43 for his tackle grade. Douglas here, 48.1. So Douglas grade barely better than Miguel Mitchell in tackling. Um, now, there was a beat reporter, uh, and I forget his name, I, I, I forget, uh, covered Tulane. He's, he thought highly uh, of Douglas here, and uh, and his ability to tackle, his, his ability to make plays as a reserve the first couple years at Tulane got more snaps this past year. Uh, but, you know, so... Numbers say one thing. Some eyeballs say another thing for people who cover Tulane. So um, Bryce Thornton got a grade of 51.9, by the way. So that's kind of looking at the secondary. Who played for Florida secondary last year and their tackle grade? Um, Castell, mainly a 77 tackle grade. Bryce Thornton, 51.9. Uh, Douglas last year for Tulane had a 48.1 so of course we know tackling was a huge issue uh, for this Gators defensive backfield last year so Douglas coming in hopefully under the the eyes of you know Harris back there and Austin Armstrong hopefully can improve out right there in the tackling department but 653 total snaps uh, this past season for Douglas so a lot of snaps under his belt at um Uh, lined up at free safety for 277 of them uh, played in the box for 201 snaps and also contributed 157 at nickel. So they did move around a little bit as well. Uh, So another maybe versatile piece uh, right here for the defensive back, backfield for the Gators. He's got one year remaining. He visited back on January 3rd uh, and of course now commits to the Gators on uh this past saturday so of course you look at it gets into the rotation on that back end with jordan castell bryce thornton sharif denson um you know from last week last year's uh freshman class but also transfer chocolate bridges you know and 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 i put the nickel in here as well you know kind of that safety corner hybrid maybe linebacker a little bit as well um but you know I think you throw Chalk West Bridges in there too, as we as we're talking about who contributed last year, who we think could contribute this year, and what Florida has done in the portal so far as well for the nickel and the safety roles. Um, so you know, Bridges thought was thought to play safety a little bit more, and as well as Douglas here. So how does how does this all how does all this work out? You know, Florida's getting some numbers here. Uh, now have two transfers to give Florida a bit more experience on the back end, and more importantly, create some competition to create some depth. Um, does Bridges or Douglas move the nickel? We definitely can use numbers there. You know, Sharif Denson is really about the only guy we we were we're kind of pegging in that role right now, who played toward the, the end of this uh, this past season. So certainly can use some more depth in that in, in that nickel role, uh, or, or you know, all of castell thornton bridges and now douglas are they all fighting it out for reps at safety and you know, that's what the spring's probably going to be for is figure out who can play safety maybe not a fit there maybe move to nickel or vice versa the other way around so i, I think there's some there's some combination of here between the free strong nickel and i think we just got to go through spring to maybe see how it all comes out so i think um Either way, it's uh, it's a positive in the sake of competition and depth. I don't necessarily see Douglas starting over Castell nor Bridges. If Bridges sticks at safety, maybe not even Thornton either, uh, given the experience that he got last year in the skater secondary. So is it true freshman from last year and they just continue? And that's kind of what we thought last year. And we go back a year ago and we were looking at maybe Kamari Wilson and maybe Miguel Mitchell taking year one reps. And being the safeties in their second year, that wasn't the case. Now, I think we have, we saw a lot more out of Jordan Castell than we ever saw out of Kamari Wilson. We can pretty much, write in permanent marker, Jordan Castell's got a safety spot locked up. But what about the other one? Is it Bryce Thornton? Is it Bridges? Is it now Douglas? I think so. Good thing is competition, depth. That's how you get better. And Florida's bringing in some guys who... Have, have played a lot of football. I've played a lot of football and now looking to do it on the big stage of Florida through the transfer portal to go along with Jordan Castell and Bryce Thornton. So uh, eager to see how it all shakes out uh, and certainly good to have some depth in competition. So eight transfers now for the Gators. I have 83 on the scholarship numbers right now and I think There's at least a couple that earned scholarships last season that may not in 2024. So I think there's some playroom still there as well by a number or two. Um, There are still some targets and good feeling around a few more. The Gators could add. We'll get into that in just a second, but also that number includes Jack Miller. If you missed uh, right before we came live right here, it has been announced. Jack Miller is no longer in the equation for the numbers on the scholarship chart and, it's being reported he's no longer on the squad. And look, that's kind of certainly already assumed. I was already taking him off of the scholarship numbers pretty much and trying to figure out the room Florida has on their team right now. Uh, So Gators hosting this uh, on Sunday, Arkansas State quarterback Christian Hunt through the transfer portal. Uh, also, Michael Leon announced he's leaving the program. So, you know, there's some room uh, in the quarterback room for Florida as we're only looking at Graham Mertz and Lagway is the scholarship quarterbacks right now. So Florida certainly needs some depth there and it may be tough. I mean, you got uh, you got Graham Mertz who performed well last year. You got the five star award winning quarterback, DJ Lagway, who's just now coming off the Gatorade National Player of the Year. It's going to be tough to pull in somebody who say, all right. Uh, yeah, you can come to Florida and be a quarterback, but more than likely you're stuck behind these two. <laughs> so um, look, I think they can find somebody out there, uh, but it wouldn't be somebody of note necessarily to go and um, expect to play much, if at all, in 2024. So we'll see where that goes. Uh, we'll, we'll see where that goes. And um you got to get one more, and uh, is that a walk-on? Florida currently has maybe uh, as your third, but we'd also know they are hosting guys uh, and have been interested in hosting quarterbacks to bring up the depth on uh, in that room. So something to, to look out for as we're kind of looking at the scholarship numbers uh, just a bit, but also who they could add to the transfer portal. We'll get into that in just a second, of course. But hey, football, football—it's winding down. All these big games. Well, you can put cash in your wallet because of all these big games with MyBookie. MyBookie has the biggest online selection of odds and contests to fill all your sports betting needs anytime, anywhere. So you can turn all that sports knowledge into cash in your wallet. NFL playoffs, you get the final weekend of the regular season. All these big games, all these playoff push games still going on. College football playoff final between Washington and Michigan. You can bet on that. So bet on all of that or play for... So some big cash prizes in the weekly blackjack tournaments that MyBookie holds. If you've been waiting for the right time to get in on the action, well, that time is now. Make your winning move today. Sign up at MyBookie, use promo code GATERS and claim your deposit match, redeemable up to $1,000. Again, that's promo code GATERS to claim your bonus. Experience the thrill of sports betting right from the comfort of your home. Bet anything, anytime, anywhere with MyBookie. Let me get some of these comments before we move forward here. And um, if they are going on to the next topic, uh, of course I will uh, bring it up. It's about uh, transfer portal targets. So um, we'll see. Uh, We'll see. I see, I see a lot of talk about linebacker coach right there. I I don't know. Um, Hearing soon. Uh, It's gotta be soon, but definitely hearing should be the next few days. Uh, We'll see. Uh, Still haven't nailed down a, a, a complete name yet. And the way this cycle of coaching moves has went, has gone uh, probably just best to wait and see, (laughs) but uh, um, we'll we'll see where that goes. But uh, all right, so guys, but yeah, like subscribe. If you haven't done so yet, smash that like button, leave some comments. I know you probably got plenty of comments on, and I've already seen them early on other transfer portal targets, all the names that we've been discussing uh, the last few days. So all right, let's stay in the secondary. We just had that secondary conversation right there. Yam Banks, still one of the best names in college football. I mean, that's uh, there's even a yam emoji, a sweet potato emoji on your iPhone. I don't know if Android has it or not, but hey, it, it, there you go. You can have some fun with it as well. But uh, with another secondary player, that's another thing. You know, we, we, we've seen the numbers in in the transfer portal so far for Florida there, but you add him. This is an instant impact guy who can come on and make an impact on the field. Multi-time All-Sun Belt defensive back, Van Banks visited last Thursday. One of the top defensive backs in the transfer portal. One more time, we've went over his name before, but if you missed the episode or if you just need a refresher, finished this past season, forty-six total tackles, five and a half tackles for loss, and an interception. Um, played both safety and nickel for South Alabama, leading one of the best defenses in college football the last two years. Um, in twenty twenty-two, ball hawking. Top of player finished second nationally with six interceptions and eleven passes defended two seasons ago. So he's got it under his belt. We've seen it, and even though at the Sun Belt level, a lot of a lot a lot of big time players are after Yan Banks here could have entered the draft this past season. Stay in the college, want to raise that draft stock, want to raise it on the biggest stages. I mean, he's looking at SEC teams here when we when we get to the list here. So, uh, but yeah, he wants to play in a bigger conference. He said it's the SEC schools that he's really looking at. Um, and he wants to wants to see how he fits. and his priority is to he's told 24/ 7 sports. some priorities I'm looking at for a new school is for them to utilize my skill sets as much as they can. So well-rounded safety prospect will certainly fight for a starting role. Official visit to Ole Miss is now set for January 12th. He is originally from Mississippi, so that's what would be the worry there. And there's some good feelings in Gainesville about this one currently. Can you get him? To not take the visit to Ole Miss. Can you wrap it up? Maybe not take that visit. Or if he visits, maybe he's just blown away by Florida. But being from Mississippi, taking that visit to Ole Miss, we've seen what they've done in the transfer portal so far. It would make it a little more difficult if he takes that visit. So any way possible, Florida can wrap that up before January 12th. That would be ideal. That would be ideal. All right, let's go back to this weekend as well. On Saturday, we'll move to the other side of the ball. Let's go to offense. Liberty wide receiver C.J. Daniels. It was thought to be old Miss, Auburn battle. Florida is firmly in this. Some good feelings on this one as well. He was one of the reasons I waited to do an episode to right now instead of you know a Saturday when Douglas committed. I wanted to there, but I was waiting to see if Daniels was going to pull the trigger for Florida. So there's some good feelings about this one as well. Certainly worth bringing up. 16th ranked wide receiver by Pro Football Focus for this past season. Six foot two, two hundred pound wideout exploded, exploded with Jamie Chadwell coming to Liberty. Fifty five passes, one thousand sixty seven yards, ten touchdowns. He had eight hundred and forty nine yards and 10, ten touchdowns across his first two seasons, and that was with Hugh Freeze there at Liberty. And he missed most of the twenty twenty two season with a torn ACL, but was able to bounce back from that ACL injury and has put together this massive twenty twenty three season where Liberty goes undefeated in the regular season. Goes and you know, get pounded by Oregon in the Fiesta Bowl, but in you know, a lot of ways that was supposed to happen. Uh, but just big time, big 19.4 yards per catch as a senior. I mean, this is a downfield threat, uh, and it started to emerge in 2021. But this is the type of receiver Florida really needs uh, a proven threat. A proven threat on the outside that takes the top off of a defense and gives a great one-two combo of Daniels and Trey Wilson. If you get him in the fold, add that to Chimre Dika, who to got the transfer portal receiver position as well. And you got a pretty good nucleus there if you can get Daniels in the fold. But somebody really, if has proven it there at Liberty, that offense really does speak for itself. And. I would be such – it would make me feel a little bit different about where this offense could go with, an, with a receiver like that. Now, I know you just lost Ricky Pearsall and everything he was able to do, but this is a true outside threat, a, a, a an ex-receiver, a guy that will go down the field and just think about it. If you got that threat down the field, all that opens up for Trey Wilson as well. So you'd want a one-two punch like that for this far to together offense. Uh, but some good feelings there. Some good feelings there, and he just got to wait and see how how it all plays out. Um, as I said, um, Texas uh, now maybe getting into the mix as well. He's on his, He was visiting Texas on Sunday, so that's another school. Like I said, initially, old Miss, Auburn. I mean, Auburn and what they're trying to do in the transfer portal. Got that connection to Hugh Freeze as well. Uh, Old Miss a, was another school to be thought. We've seen one more time what they've done in the transfer portal. Now Texas getting into the mix. I hated that he left Saturday or Sunday without committing to Florida. Hopefully the good feeling still there. I think Florida nailed the visit out of the park on Saturday. Uh, so CJ Daniels certainly won the watch, and that would be an absolute get for the staff at the wide receiver spot. Uh While we're talking about that, um, wide receiver Malik Benson from Alabama. He visited on Saturday as well. He's at FSU on this Sunday. If you go back and look at him, he was one of the highest-value junior college prospects in the portal last offseason after racking up 2,152 yards and 21 touchdowns over two seasons at Hutchison. Um, Of course, could not duplicate that for Alabama. He started games at receiver for Alabama, uh, but never recorded more than three catches in the game. Uh, he wasn't targeted often, but one of the best blocking receivers on the team. So it was like Florida, Florida state in the lead here, maybe, but I think for Florida, you want to see what happens <laughs> with, with Daniels first, but Benson kind of in the fold as well, both on the campus together on Saturday. And we'll see how that one works out as well. I wouldn't say necessarily say one of the top targets right now, but worth mentioning he was on campus this past weekend as well. Uh, And we'll see how it all shakes out. And one more, another name that's been brought up a whole lot, edge Rusher, Cassius Howe from Bowling Green. Of course, had his official visit to Florida already. Rave reviews, no commitment yet. He fit in nice at that Jack linebacker spot for the Gators. Rushing the passer, and the Gators need somebody with experience and production in that role. Tied for first in the MAC with nine and a half sacks during this past season, ten and a half tackles for loss. Uh, pro Football Focus create it says it created forty one pressures, which went fourth most in the MAC. So, visiting Texas A and M too, and other schools like FSU, Ole Miss have interest as well. Hopefully, Florida's done enough here and got that. You got that first visit. Hopefully it pays off. He wants to do the car wash of visits. He was one of those COVID guys who didn't get to take visits out of high school, going to take advantage or wants to take advantage. Maybe something changes, but wants to take advantage of all the visits that he didn't get to take uh, as a high school recruit. So he wants a decision soon as he wants to take part in spring practice as well. But as with all these guys, the, the date, to kind of keep in mind for Florida right now, drop-add for the spring semester is January 12th. That's the date you want to circle. Now, there's usually some playroom around a day or two around the drop-add date. So if you're maybe stretching it, January 14th, something like that. But January tw- January 12th is the date to look out for. So we got about five days before I think we see a lot of these decisions being made to get in before that ad drop date for spring semester. Guys, we saw it all on social media. If, you, if you're following around on social media, but this Sunday, where we're at right now, is report day for all the freshmen and the transfers that are coming in. Uh, Grayson Howard, uh, a transfer, he's moved into his apartment over the weekend. If I want to put out a video, you've seen Miles Graham and DJ Lagway and Fletcher Westfall moving to theirs. So the team's getting together. All these new faces are getting on campus together right now. Uh, but... For guys who still have a decision to make, January 12th looks to be that date if they want to get in for spring football. So there we go. Next four or five days, six days, could be hot and heavy. I mean, we've been throwing out episodes like crazy anyway. It's probably going to be even crazier (laughs) coming up in the next few days uh, because of the names we're talking about as targets and that drop ad date for uh, the spring semester. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Um, All right. So a little bit of bad news. I think we do have to go over from this weekend and Zay Mincy, of course, out there in the U.S. Army All-American Bowl, expectedly committed to Alabama. Unfortunately, of course, that's another top in-state player. That Bama gets. Um, and of course, being LJ McCrae's teammate, an in state prospect. Now, him and LJ McCray were never thought to be a package deal. Um, and you, you would hope it would help. But of course, LJ McCray made his decision uh, around you know, the week of Florida, Georgia, uh, late October. Uh, and maybe thought there would be some chances that he didn't sign with Florida around early signing day. But that little bit delayed decision didn't matter. He ends up in orange and blue. You hope you'd hope that would have helped Zay Mincy make his decision toward Florida, but they were never a package deal. So it was trending Bama late, um, even though he didn't sign after early signing day. The thought remained, and even a few days ago, you know, someone must have must have caught wind uh, about this because a lot of Bama predictions uh, were were flying in, but um, it, of course, having the top 50-ish player, a top 50-ish player would have been nice to have in this class as you know, Teddy Foster was the only cornerback signing for the Gators in the class of 2024. Uh the thought was Mitz he would play cornerback, even though he's listed at the safety position. Louis losing Corey Raymond could have had some effect here, but I think it was trending Bama before the firing of him anyway. Would have been a great boost to Florida's class that of course lost some pieces late. But one more time, you know, just in-state guy. It stings losing that. I uh, would have kind of needed a, a player like this with Mincy as well um, to kind of continue the pretty good portal, the uh, recruiting class you put together last year. You wanted to build on that. Having a player like Zay Mincy would have been part of that. But um, there we go. That was about the only bad news <laughs> there from the weekend. Uh, but kind of expected at, at the same time, so it didn't sting as much. But overall, still stings. Uh, but Zay Mincy. Defensive back there out of Daytona, mainland, committing, not surprisingly, to Alabama. All right, let me hit you to the comments there. All right, what's up, Hot Top? What's up? Uh, I'm assuming Shelton uh, there. What's up? What's up? Uh, Harrison, everybody back in here. Yeah, happy new year to uh, you too, Shelton and oh yeah there we go hey you guys have found the yam emoji there we go <laughs> uh, good stuff good stuff um uh people asking about willie corn as well and of course the offensive coordinator there at liberty uh, and if billy naper's gonna hire an offensive coordinator or not if it was him i think it would have happened by now that bowl game's been well and over with therefore liberty uh, i would of course that name was hot and heavy um, behind the scenes there for the last few weeks. Uh, so, there. Um, T. Howard says, per Gabby, well, there you go. Starting with that one. Uh, <laughs> Mincy had committed to Miami silently after they beat AM. They just didn't close the deal. Eh, I might can believe that. I know there was some Miami love uh, there as well, um, as that one kind of dwindled down in time, but. Not sure, considering the source, and not to really, not to throw anybody under the bus, but the track record speaks for itself. So um, <laughs> there we go. Uh, but for, as far as Willie Coin goes, I don't think it happens. I think if it was to happen, it would have already happened. Uh, so, so there's a big question about him too. Um, how much of that is Jamie Chadwell's offense? A, a good bit, and could he? And he's not the full-time play caller. Uh, there, he is involved in the play calling and involved in the game plan, but not the full-time play caller. So, you know, it's um, that would that that would be a risk as well, uh, given where Billy Napier is. And look, here's another thing about this offensive coordinator talk. And you guys know my thoughts. Uh, certainly, uh, I think the offense in some ways is good enough. And in some ways, it needs some help uh, as far as consistency goes. Uh, and building upon leads, uh, that's kind of you know going back to our New Year's resolution for this team. Uh, there, it did get better as the season went on. It struggled early on in the seasons versus some really good defenses like Utah and, 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 and Kentucky. Uh, not a really good defense in Kentucky, but given where Florida was early in the season, a little more understandable. I think still should have been better. Um, but now with a returning quarterback like Graham Mertz, um, hopefully you can build a wide receiver position and transfer a portal. Uh, losing ETN, I think, is going to hurt, but we'll see what Florida does uh, there at running back as well. As far as offensive coordinator goes, for Billy Napier in this critical year three, is he going to feel better about handing the offense to somebody or him doing it himself? Like, If he's going to push the chips in, is he going to bet on himself or is he going to bet on somebody else? We know he has said he loves to be the play caller, the offensive coordinator. It gives him a better sense of this team um, and the pulse of the team. But I think where we have seen it, it is not necessarily the offense. While we think it can take a step, it certainly can take a step. It's the other aspects of the football team that we think gets hurt by Billy Napier being the play caller on game days. So, would that be worth the risk of bringing somebody like Willie Korn in and somebody who is? not necessarily a full-time play caller and you make him a first-time full-time play caller here at Florida. I don't know. So I just think that's where that goes up, but that pretty much goes for any OC name that's out there. Is Billy Napier in a critical year three? Does he want to give Does he want to put his maybe, but does he maybe want to put his job in somebody else's hands? And that's another way of looking at it. Uh, Bernard, what's up, man? Uh, thanks for hopping in right here. Polo says, could we see a commit today or tomorrow? Maybe. I mean, I'll keep, you know, I'll I'll keep bringing it up there. T.J. Daniels, the wide receiver who was in this past weekend, maybe a decision late tonight if the Texas visit doesn't blow him away here on this Sunday. Um, But I I don't know. uh, Next day or so, probably. He's one I'd look out for. Um, that's just me putting a timeline of him making a decision i'm not even saying for florida but coming off of the texas visit could texas come in late and get it as well uh so i think he is one some some someone out there who is looking to make a decision pretty quick but that would be if I, if i'm looking at one he'd be the one that i would i'd be looking at but all right, there we go. Another episode to get you all caught up over the weekend. Another transfer in. And hey, there's just a little bit of late news there with Jack Miller not being a part of the program any longer here for the Gators. So and some more targets. Hopefully caught you up well enough there of what's at least happening with those guys. I know there's some good feelings about Florida and those targets the last few days. Hopefully, hopefully. You close with those guys that we just talked about? That's a pretty good haul. Pretty good haul in this transfer portal. You might start looking at this team a little bit different heading into 2024. So, all right, that'll do it for this episode of Gators Breakdown. I am your host, David Waters. You can find me on social media at GatorDave underscore SEC. Smash that like button one more time. Guys and girls out there, thank you for joining me on this episode of Gators Breakdown.